The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. two ways about it. Cleaning and polishing your car is not the most pleasant job in the world. But Johnson's Carnew makes that job a lot easier. Here's why. Carnew does what water cannot do. Cuts through the gummy, shabby film left by oil, tar, exhaust fumes, tree sap, and bugs. It really cleans. And at the same time, it polishes. Yes, Carnew does two jobs at once. One application cleans and polishes. You see, Carnew not only contains effective cleaning ingredients, but it's also wax-fortified. Apply it, and the cleaning ingredients remove the dirt. Let it dry to a white powder, and then wipe the powder off. Your car is polished. It's as simple as that. Your car sparkles without hard rubbing and tiresome buffing. Quickly and easily, you can give your car a bright showroom shine. Try Johnson's Car New. Use it once, and from then on, Johnson's Car New will be your favorite way to bring out the beauty of your car. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of your car. Fishing season opens today in Westville Vista, and most of the population is out at Dugan's Lake with hook, hamper, and high hopes. Standing here on the boat landing, for instance, complete with fishing pole, life raft, bucket of minnows, and the family doctor, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Boy, what a day for fishing. Ain't it beautiful, Doc? Look at that water, Molly. It's perfect. What water? I can't see anything but boats. Oh, sure you can. Look over there to the left. You see that stretch of blue between those two robots? Oh, no, no, no. They've closed in again. <laughs> I should make a fortune today. Rowboats, gunnel to gunnel, amateur fly fishermen throwing hooks at each other, the air full of sunburn and blood poisoning. It's enough to gladden the heart of a medical man. If he didn't want to do some fishing himself. While you boys fish, I think I might take a little walk across the lake. Hey, you mean around the lake? No, across, from rowboat to rowboat. <laughs> it should be quite easy. Well, what are we standing here for? Are we nature lovers or fishermen? Let's get with it. Okay, okay. As soon as I get this life raft launched, I'll be picking bass out of this lake like fleas off a liver stable hound dog. <laughs> I'll yank them out like a ward healer rounding up the saloon, uh, the saloon boat. <laughs> <laughs> I will say for McGee, Doctor, that uh, <laughs> that he makes up in enthusiasm what he doesn't show in results. <laughs> yes, I know. I've seen him fish. Yeah. When he gets through lashing the lake with that bamboo buggy whip of his, there's enough foam on it to shave the entire shoreline. <laughs> You only wish you had my technique, fatso. Technique, he says. <laughs> you betcha. You've been fishing here in Dugan's Lake ever since you deserted the Lewis and Clark expedition. <laughs> and the fish you've caught to date wouldn't make enough chowder to wet a spoon. That there is a falsehood. <laughs> I come from a long line of fishermen. My father was out fishing the day I was born. When he heard the news, he let a 12-pound pickerel off the hook. <laughs> 
I'd like to have seen his face when he saw you and realized he'd thrown back the wrong one. Now, listen, boys, this is all very stimulating, I'm sure, but did you bring along all this fancy equipment out here just to stand on the dock and yell at each other? Well, you're right, Molly, of course. It makes me tired. I merely wanted to point out that little Nightcrawler here only made one good catch in his life, and how he hooked you, I'll never know. Oh, oh, doctor. (laughs) But he did have an awfully good line. Look, look, big chief windbag. If you think you're so great with the bait, how's about a little competition? If I can't catch a bigger fish than you can today, I'll mow your front lawn all summer with my teeth. Sonny, you... You have just made a wager. You heard that brash statement, did you, Molly? I did. Good. And if I lose, I'll remove his gallstones free of charge. I haven't got gallstones. You've got plenty of gall, and I can wait. You're the witness, Molly. Well, it would be a little difficult to hold the stakes in a bet like that, uh, boys. Uh, why don't you just uh, make it a small sum of money if you insist on being foolish, and I know you both will. Well, I'll say we will. Okay, ten bucks, Fatso. Okay. Ten bucks, I catch the biggest fish. Ten dollars? Oh, yeah. dear, there goes his cigar allowance for all summer. <laughs> it's a bet, Jump. Good. Now, if you'll excuse me, I shall shove off for a small secluded cove I know of. Where there is a school of bass waiting for teacher. Oh, sure. See you here at sundown, amateur. (laughs) You said it, vulgar boatman. (laughs) And bring your checkbook. Save your breath, Chatterpuss. You'll need it for alibis when I take your dough tonight. (laughs) Good luck, doctor. Yeah, he'll need it. Look at him roll that boat, will (laughs) you? All elbows. I'd hate to have left the bounty with just him and Mr. Christian. Hey, help me launch this life raft, will you, kiddo? Aye, aye, sir. Which end goes in the water first? Well, it don't matter. Both ends float. Let's go. Okay. You take that side of the raft, and I'll take this side. Oh, hi, Wimp. Oh, hello there, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to come out today, Wimp. Everybody I know is out on the lake. Doc Gamble, Wilcox, Mort Toops, old McDonald's from the bank. You a fisherman? Well, no, not very much of one, anyway. Though I did try deep sea fishing once. Oh. Have you ever been in Cuba? No, no, we haven't, Mr. Wimple. Is that where you went fishing? No, I went fishing in Tampa, Florida. Lens, what, what's Cuba got to do with it? That's where I came ashore. <laughs> I hooked a big swordfish. He yanked me overboard and towed me into the harbor at Havana. Oh. <laughs> Sweetie Face was quite annoyed. Sweetie Face? Yes. My little young wife. Little young? I thought it was big old. This was many, many years ago. <laughs> Sweetie Face uh, liked the fish, Wimp? Yes, and she just loves boats. Yeah. For years, every time we went to New York, we'd spend hours down on the waterfront watching the ships come in. Oh. Till I spoiled it. Oh, how did you spoil it, Mr. Wimple? Well, one day we were, we were watching the boats bringing in the Queen Mary, and uh-huh. I said to a man standing there, I said, You know, it always amazes me how many tugs it takes to get the old girl into her slip. And then everything <laughs> went black. Well, I'd like to stand here and bat the fat with you, Wimp, but I got a little wager on with Doc Gamble. 
Give me a hand launching this life raft, will you? Oh, certainly, but don't you... Let her down in the water now when I say the word, Wimp. Easy now, easy now. You got it? I think so. Clumsy old thing, isn't it? Well, it's nothing to take to the senior prom, Mr. Wimple, but it's all right. Okay, now, okay, now, let her in easy. There, that does it. Now, come on, Molly, take my hand. Get in. There we are. Give us a shove off, will you, Wimp? Yes, I will, but don't you think... I can't talk now, Wimp. Time's wasting. Give it a shove. All right. But I really think... That... boy, Wimp. Here we go. Well, we'll see you later, Wimp. Heavenly days. That was quite a push, wasn't yeah. it? We'll be 50 feet away from the dock before we need the oars. Yeah, yeah. But I better have them ready. Hand me the oars, kiddo, so I can... Oh, my gosh! Hey, Wimp! That's what I was trying to tell you, Mr. McGee. Your oars are lying here on the dock. <laughs> Life raft, great for fishing from. Rides like a ferry boat. Yes, even looks like a ferry boat. Yeah. This thing is longer than a fisherman's alibi, dearie. <laughs> yeah, long enough to have its own sleen. Well, I like plenty of room to work in, kiddo. Let those other chumps sit bait bucket the clavicle in a dinky little skiff and cut fish hooks out of each other's ears. Not for me. When I hook the fish that cost Doc Gamble ten bucks off. Oh, hi, Joe. How's fishing? Who was that? Joe Howe. Why didn't he answer you? I was fishing. Hey, I'm sorry. No, I wish those bass would start hitting. Can you see Doc Gamble's boat from here? No, but the man in that rowboat over there just waved to me, but I can't see who it is. Which rowboat? My gosh, there's so many of them. I mean that blue one coming this way. Oh. Just beyond the green canoe next to the red motorboat, which is this side of the white dory. You see it? No. I... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Foggy Williams, the weatherman. Wonder how he's doing. Hello, McGee. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. Williams. Hi, Fog. 
How's fishing, boy? Uh, it's a little discouraging, McGee. I'm afraid this lake is about fished out. Don't look at McGee. He didn't do it. <laughs> well, it's getting pretty bad, Mrs. McGee. It's taken me 25 minutes to catch my limit. Uh-huh. Not one of them weighs over six pounds. What? See? Heavenly days, McGee. Look at those fish. Wow. I haven't seen so many cold-looking eyes since we went down to refinance the car. <laughs> Well, that's not a bad little haul, Foggy. What kind of tackle are you using? Same tackle I always use. Yeah. My nine-foot, two-and-a-half-ounce, handmade hardy split bamboo rod with the nickel-silver ferrules, a triple-drag anti-backlash Cravenshaw reel with a torpedo tape at HCB oiled silk fly line, and a nine-foot Churchill natural gut leader with a 3X tippet. Well, well, that's nice equipment, Foggy. But what lure do you use? Worms. <laughs> Well, it's nice you can get out on the lake lighting like this now and then, Foggy. You keep pretty busy at the Weather Bureau, don't you? Yes, yes, I do, McGee. I spent, uh, I spent Sunday at the Wistful Vista Museum studying ancient methods of weather forecasting. Very interesting. Really? Uh, did you find out how the ancient Egyptians forecast the weather, Mr. Williams? Uh, no, I didn't, Mrs. McGee. The Egyptian room was closed Sunday in honor of the occasion. What occasion? It was Mummy's Day. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> you certainly have made a study of it, haven't you, Mr. Williams? Uh, say, you spent some time in India, too, didn't you? Several years, Mrs. McGee. I was studying the monsoons as a guest of the Raja of Bhupu. <laughs> the Raja of Bhupu? The Raja of Bhupu. Bhupu. A small province west of Champur. Oh, way down there. Yes. <laughs> Great baseball fan, the Raja was. Yeah. Loved baseball. Would have made a fine center fielder. Too bad he had to abdicate. He was the last Raja to reign over Bupu. Oh, why'd he abdicate? His province became overrun with all manner of wild game, elephants and tigers and so on. Oh. I still remember the cablegram he sent me when he gave up the throne. What did it say? Rain called on account of game. <laughs> Isn't he nice? He must be a very good fisherman, too. There's no such thing as a good or a bad fisherman, kiddo. It's just luck or unluck. And this is going to be the luckiest day I... Dad, rather, why ain't I catching any fish? Maybe the weather is too warm, or know. too cold, or too windy, or too sunny, or too cloudy. Huh? Maybe the water's too clear, or too muddy. Or you have the wrong bait, or you're fishing too deep, or too shallow. Or they aren't hungry. Hey, today. hey, 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 where'd you get all those ideas? From you. Huh? <laughs> those were some of the reasons you didn't catch any fish last year. Well, personally, I think there's too many people on this lake. Look at all them boats. Looks like the Brooklyn Navy Yard. I never saw such Oh, a... here comes a motorboat. Oh. Look at it churn up the water. Now, the fish. I haven't seen so much foam since Uncle Dennis's home brew blew the door off the basin. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And jam the meter reader into the coal chute? Yeah. Hey, you. You and the motorboat. Get that sea-going hot rod out of here. We're trying to fish here. Mr. Wilcox. You hold Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Molly. Hi, pal. Just anything? No, but you're going to if you don't get out of here with that dad rat scum scooter. How many did you say? He didn't say. What? He said I didn't say. And get away from here with that waterlogged corn popper. Wait a minute. I can't hear anything. This engine is too noisy. What'd you say, pal? <laughs> I said it was wonderful meeting you out here, Junior. Just wonderful. 
If it hadn't been for you, I might have had a big fish on the hook. I might have stuck the hook in my finger, taken him off. Might have got an infection and had to go to the hospital. Might have had a bad siege of it. But fortunately, you came along just in time to scare all the fish away. You don't think he doesn't appreciate it, Mr. Wilcox, because he doesn't. See, he doesn't. Incidentally, are you fishing out of that contraption? Who, me? No, I'm just cruising around talking to a few friends. Well, you're getting fewer of them by the minute, boy. (laughs) Why did you have to pick on the opening day of the fishing season? Well, I couldn't wait to tell them that the floor of this lake is just mud. Does that affect the fishing, Mr. Wilcox? No, but you know what the thought of a muddy floor does to a glow coat salesman. Oh. That's about as far-fetched as... I want to... (laughs) I want to tell all these fishermen, when they go home tonight with their muddy boots, to tell their wives how Johnson's self-polishing glow coat protects their kitchen linoleum against dirt, dampness, filled things, and homecoming anglers. Say, that's good. <laughs> Why, sure. And speaking of anglers, you've got more angles. I want to tell how that brightly gleaming glow coat luster brings not only added beauty, but also years of life to their linoleum. Good. How the fact that glow coat needs no rubbing or buffing, but shines as it dries in 20 minutes or less. Gives them plenty of leisure time to sit down and listen to those tall stories. And besides that, yeah, glow coat. Yeah, look, look, uh, waxy. Yes, pal. <laughs> Are you going to be the wall-eyed piker that hangs around bothering the fisherman until he winds up with a hook through his gills? No. No. I'm going to be the big one that got away. Well... Well, that ought to scare the fish so bad they'll give up, McGee. Yeah. They maybe you're fishing off the wrong side of the life raft, or maybe your bait is wrong. Yeah. I sure wish I'd brought some flies with me. I wish I had some of the flies I used to tie at the fly-tying factory. I didn't know you worked as a fly-tire at the fly-tying factory, McGee. I never told you about tying fishing flies for the fly fishermen at the Fleer Fly Factory in Peoria. You never did. Well, baby, I will. (laughs) Pull up a gunnel and sit down. You see, the Fleer Fly Company had a fleet of planes, see, and a flock of flyers that would fly us fly-tires around to fly ties for fly fishermen. Yeah. We'd fly in, tying flies on the fly, tie a few more flies, and fly out. Yeah. I got so good at tying flies that I could tie a fly with one hand and tie my tie with the other, and there wasn't a fly tying town that could tie my tie me fly fly tie. <laughs> because I'd tie twice the flies the other fly tires tied, and when one of the fierce flyers flew me and my flies out to some fly fisherman, I guess I must have been the high flyingest fly tiniest fly by night fly tie that ever tied a fly on the fly. <laughs> And between my high fly and my fly time and my tie flying clear flies and my flu- Hey, don't step out of the boat, Molly. Where are you going? Well, we drifted against the dock, dearie. I thought I'd go up the car and get some cold cream. I'm getting a little sunburnt, you know. Okay, well, hurry it up now. we got to get back out there and catch some fish. Doc Gamble gets a bigger one than I do. He'll hey, be... mister, watch your boat. <laughs> huh? I'm fishing off the dock here. Oh, hello there, sis. Hey, Molly, here's Teeny. Oh, hello, Teeny. I'll be right back, McGee. Now, don't go away. Okay. Well, how are you doing, sis? Oh, just dandy, I betcha. Oh, boy, am I having fun. Hmm. What you fishing with? A bent pin. <laughs> you are, huh? What you got on it? A string and a paw. No, no, you don't understand. I'm trying to find out what you're fishing with. What's your favorite tackle? Oh, my favorite tackle. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's Willie Toops. Uh-huh. He's the best tackle in the fourth grade, I betcha. Yeah. Look, sis, what I'm trying to get at is this. What are you fishing for? Just for fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cut it out now. What do you expect to get? Home before dark. <laughs> Look, I'll try just once more, Teeny. What kind of fish are you fishing for? Muskies. You mean muscalons in this lake? <laughs> That's pretty silly, sis. Why is it? Why, nobody ever caught a muskie in this lake. You can't catch fish like that out here. You can't? No. Oh, gee, I'm glad you told me, mister. <laughs> 
I'll throw it back. Huh? Oh, my God. Oh. Hey, what was that fish you threw in? My muskie. Huh? If you can't catch him in this light, I'll fish for something else. Oh, Now, now be quiet, will you, mister? Man and blue shadows on the trail. McGee, you've got quite an investment in this bass, you know. You said it, Snooky. Took me all day long to hook that beauty, but it was worth it. That's as nice a bass as was ever took out of Dugan's Lake, you know what? How'd you ever happen to think of baiting my hook with lipstick? <laughs> that wasn't original with me. No? I've heard a lot of the girls tell about how they caught some poor fish with a little lip... Uh, oh! oh. <laughs> Here comes Dr. Gamble. Uh, where? Oh, can you see what he's got? Has he got a fish? How big is it? No, he's just what... pulling up to the dock, oh. and I can't see if he's got any fish or not. Though oh. so I hope he has. Me too. I hope he's caught 40 fish. You do? Sure. I hope he's got 40 of the biggest fish ever caught out here. Well, that's very sporting of you, dearie. Yes, sir. And you know what the game warden would do to a guy that took 40 fish. <laughs> On opening day, he'd plunk him into the pokey so fast that... Oh, hi, Doc, old man. Well, you give up? Are you kidding, Bluegill? Huh? I hooked into a big mouth bass out there that ran at least 15 pounds. Heavenly day. Let's, let's see it. I can't. Broke my line and got away. Oh, but I've still got a fish on my string that'll beat anything you could catch. Oh, himself here landed a pretty big one, too, Doctor. Show it to him, Diddy. Well, let's see his one first. Come on, show us the pitiful little crawdad you found dead on the beach, Doctor. 
First, you show me the pathetic little orphan minnow you found caught in a crack in the pier. Oh, now, for goodness sake, stop bickering and pay off the contest. I want to go home. So do I. Here's my fish, McGee. And here's mine. Weighs at least four pounds and 17 ounces. Mine's at least six pounds. Mm. How about it, Molly? You're the judge. Well, frankly, boys, I think we'd better take them home and weigh them. They look about the same size to me. What do you mean the same size? Mine is much fatter. So what? Mine's longer. Mine is wider. Mine is thicker. And furthermore, you never... Gentlemen, I'm happy to report that this fish here on the kitchen sink, caught by Dr. George Gamble, weighs an even four pounds, six and two-thirds ounces. Uh Ah, what did I tell you, Hackle Tackle? You can't fish in the same lake with me. Throw his tired little tadpole on the scale, Molly. Very well. My goodness. And in this corner of the sink... Weighing in at an even five pounds, we have the winner and new champion, Mr. Fibber McGee. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Just enough more. Well, I'm sorry, Doc, old chap. Nice try, kid. Sporting of you, old boy. But the best fish won. You betcha. That bass of yours fooled me, McGee. I didn't think he was that heavy. Well, he's he's pretty fat, Doc, and you're not... Hey, hey, what you gonna do with him? Hey, give me back my bass. Relax, relax. I'm just gonna take him out on the back porch and clean him for you. No, no, no. I wanna see what these bass are eating so we'll know what bait to use the next time. Oh, no, don't, Doc. Put that knife down. You might hurt your hands. You couldn't operate. Give me back my fish. I'll clean it later. I'll clean it. You don't... No trouble at all, my boy. No. It'll just take a minute to open him up and... Mm. Uh-huh. So that's why you insisted upon holding this fish on your lap all the way home. What do you mean, Doc? You know what I mean. BBs, you little faker. <laughs> this fish is full of BBs. BBs? Well, what do you know, Doc? <laughs> Those bass will eat anything, won't they? Why? You poured him full of shots, you little chiseler. Huh? Of all the rotten, dirty tricks, I ought to fix you so Oh, doctor. Huh? Did you call me, Molly? Yes, I cleaned your fish in the kitchen sink, Doctor. You, uh... You did? Yes. <laughs> what shall I do with this handful of sinkers? <laughs> that poor fish was just chuck full of lead sinkers. Oh? <laughs> ah, those bass will eat anything, don't they, McGee? <laughs> Shining linoleum makes any kitchen a more pleasant place to work. The reflected sunlight brightens the whole room and adds freshness and beauty. Bright shining linoleum is yours if you use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Glow coat brings out the colors, makes them richer and more cheerful. You'll be surprised when you see how much difference that added sparkle will make. A hard film of shining glow coat on the floor gives that well-cared-for, neat-as-a-pin look, and that's a welcome addition to any home. Yes, for a kitchen floor that sparkles, use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. It adds brightness and beauty to old linoleum and makes new linoleum stay new-looking years longer. And remember, glow coat's so easy to use. There's no rubbing or buffing. You merely apply and let dry. Millions of homemakers have made their kitchens more beautiful this easy way. Try it, won't you? Ask for Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. There's just no easier way to bring out the beauty of your home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. I was looking through the Bonton ads, Molly. 
You know what I'm going to buy myself for summer? What, dearie? A bassinet. A what? Bassinet. If I can catch fish with a brass rod, think what I could do with a bassinet. I could drag out more... Oh, di- no, dearie. What you mean? No, I'll explain later. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Johnson's Wax Products, Racine, Wisconsin, bring you to the McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.